Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. Line. We're closing in on the World Series of Poker and uh, had an interesting discussion we'll get into in just a minute. Uh, certainly, there's enough poker now uh, in Vegas and not just at the Rio where you can play, uh, you know, satellites for future events. You can play the nightly games, and which is just a whole big room of about 100 tables. Uh, Joe, you've, you've been out there doing the series, haven't you? Uh, no, I have not, sir. The series, okay. I had to. I had. To, oh, well, you're talking about Joe Costello. No, you. Me? Yeah. No, I have not been out there for that. Okay. I was out there for another tournament, um, which was held at uh, not the Rio. What's the uh, the Orleans? Okay, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's a little. And bit I was shocked at how many tables were there. Also <laughs> at the Borgata Open. Uh, down in Atlantic City, but I've never seen the mass tables. I, I had to live it through your eyes when you were down there reporting one year. I think overall, I think they have something like, and I don't know what it'd be like this year, but 575 tables in the Rio, and there's three huge ballrooms. Uh, one of them is just completely cash games, not even connected with a tournament. They have nightly tournaments. They have They have like four tournaments a day. Uh, for people to get into, and that's completely separate from the World Series. Then there's a whole room where they have the huge tournaments, like maybe the uh, the Millie Maker or uh, one of the big ones, uh, and they'll fill like a room and a half with that. So you're talking about maybe two, three hundred tables for that. So it's just the size is incredible, and we'll see what happens this year. It might be a little bit different, but uh, you know it's pretty amazing. But there's so much to do just at the Rio. Then if you want to get involved in tournaments off-site, there's all kinds of things. Planet Hollywood, I guess, is not operating anymore, but there there are a few other places. In fact, I was looking at some tournaments, Joe, and, you know, I don't know which ones would you'd be attracted to, but uh, certainly um, there's some good stuff. Uh, there's a tournament that will go October 5th through the 14th of November at the Aria called Automate Aria. Uh, there's the Venetian Deep Stack Series. Uh, the Extravaganza is running now, and then a second one called the Deep Stack, uh, what is that called? The Deep Stack uh, uh, Championship 2 starts on September 27th. So all these things will be going head-to-head with a series. There'll be plenty of stuff to do. You get knocked out of a tournament, and you just go down the street. You could walk there on the strip or uh, whatever you want to do. But uh, the win is also having a huge tournament called the Fall Classic. So uh, this will be a great year for poker out there, I think. Oh, I mean, think about it. Uh, everybody's so eager. And biggest thing is, you know, they're doing all the pre-registration and everything, I would imagine, also. Right, Dave? Right. You can do it online. Uh, you can get money out there so much easier than in the past. And, uh, you know, uh, I would think that there'll be some serious competition with some of the people who are anti-vax or anti-mask where – Maybe your place, you say, I'd like to get some of those people that don't want to play in the World Series of Poker because uh, of a mask, and they will go and actually say, you don't have to wear a mask at our place. 
Yeah, you, you're going to definitely pick up some players that, that are going to go into town just, just to be there and voice their opinions that they're against those vaccines. But uh, I don't know about you, Dave. Uh, being being that I've never had a chance to play in, in that, I would love to play in the WSOP, whichever tournament it is, just to have a chance at a bracelet, you know? Exactly, and uh, things that, are getting that, bigger and bigger. The thing we're interested in, the seniors tournament, is now going to have two starting days. That's how big that's gotten. Yeah, I mean, that's the, you asked me if I was down there. Yeah, I would love to play in some of those. And then obviously, you know, the goal I would imagine of every poker player out there is to play in the main event. I don't see myself ponying up 10000 of my own money just like that for it. Uh, Unfortunately, because at this moment in my life, I don't have that disposable cash, but I definitely would try to get satellite myself in there if I could. You must have some friends out there that have won big money in poker and maybe owe you a few dollars. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They may not be out there. I do have people who owe me a few more than a few dollars, Um, but they might be out there. They may not, but uh, uh, I've decided... (laughs) Time to cash that, in a few of those markers. No, nah, I decided to let that go because the way I'd have to cash that may get may get me into trouble. So. Well, sometimes you got to get physical, like uh, living yeah, in well, time, listen, to say. If it was 30 years ago, different era in my lifetime, but not not at this stage of my life right now. Right now, I'm here about enjoying family and friends, and. Uh, Looking forward to to officially retiring in a few years. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're about a week away from the start of the series. Actually, nine days right now. And uh, so next week when we do the show, we'll be on set to go. I'll be getting my Poker Go uh, tablet ready to go and watch a few things here and there. Should be a lot of fun. But uh, my question, and I mentioned this to Joe Costello before the show, and I, I hope he'll be able to jump in here and talk too. Uh, and that is. If you go out there for six, seven weeks, there are people who stay in a hotel, stay with friends, uh, get together with eight or nine guys and rent a condo or, uh, you know, an offsite home. And you're out there. You got plenty of time. You you plan out your schedule. Uh, You don't know if you're going to make it to day two or day three of some of these events, but you got to be a little bit flexible. But how about the time you're out there when you just say that's enough poker for today? Let's do a few other things, and there are so many things to do out in Vegas. I was reading a new article, the top five things to do when you're not playing poker out in Vegas. So I'd like to discuss that and uh, get your guys' thoughts. Uh, Joe Costello, you were just out there for uh, a race and have another one coming up. Uh, One of the uh, fact number five on the list is something you might be interested in, and that is the uh, NASCAR experience. You said you'd never driven or tried that, but uh, is that something you would do? Well, they uh, at the track out there at uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, they've got a bunch of uh, tourist-oriented things that you know drive a stock car or drive uh, exotic elite like Ferraris, Lamborghinis on a track. They've got a bunch of different stuff there for so for people who are you know interested in genuine adrenaline. Uh, driving fast around a track, there's there's definitely some cool options there, and I would I would do it. I haven't done it because I have my own race car, and I you know when I want to get adrenaline, I will try to drive that. But and because I'm a member of the media, and I just don't pay for such things, you know, <laughs> you know, 
Sorry, I've we're done good, it. A- we're good at sponging off that, aren't we, over yes. the years? It, it, it's not my fault. It's just over the years at Homestead Miami Speedway, I've driven IndyCar and I've driven a bunch of different stuff. So I wouldn't do it. But I have friends who have done it, and they have loved it. They've absolutely loved, maybe not necessarily the NASCAR experience specifically, which I can tell you that that would be fun for you, but uh, driving the exotic cars, um, all kinds of good stuff to do out there at the two racetracks. And so, yeah, to spend a day, sure, a couple hours, you know, you get blown out or you want to just break up the energy, disconnect for a few minutes, put your brain at a higher rate of uh, thought process because you're traveling at a 140 miles an hour could be a good thing. Well, they say that you can actually drive the car by yourself if you want. Um, you know, I know the one at Homestead would not let you do that. You had to have someone in the car with you. But you can actually, apparently at this one, drive by yourself. And I think, you know, there's obviously some danger involved and there's crazy people. But um, you could do that. Or you, if you were a little too nervous about it, you could actually ride as a passenger to get the feel of just what they go through. And, uh you know, I'm sure you've driven, you said you had a car and you've probably done some uh, uh, drag racing, but uh, when you got to make a turn, that's a little tougher. Well, I, I would dispute that. But the point is that, <laughs> especially uh, on one of these driving experiences, it's something that the average person never gets anything even remotely close to doing. Driving on a track, like they have limited speeds and the car's well within its capability, but. It's a very fun experience. It's one of those once or twice in a lifetime kind of things that you do. And, uh, you know, if you like to go fast, if you like to experience uh, that adrenaline. And maybe there are a lot of people that don't like adrenaline. They would prefer to sit and watch TV or, uh, you know, watch a show. Uh, That's fine. There's a million of those. But, you know, feeling the gravity, like, pull you down as you go down into a corner. Feeling the G-forces pull your body as you accelerate off the corner. Like, those are things that most people, they don't even know what I'm talking about right now until they do that. And then it's like uh, opens up a new perspective. But again, you said some people are afraid and they they are. They're afraid to do uh, extreme things. Joe uh, Rodriguez, you ever try it? No, I have not. No, See? I have not. And One I would of those love to do that. fearful people I was telling you about. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, that doesn't scare me at all. Uh, you know, driving fast like that and it, it would... Uh, I'd love to try that on a closed <laughs> on a closed uh, course, and doing that, and just like you said, to feel what you just said, you know, taking those turns, would probably be doing it at half the speed that the the real drivers do it at. I would imagine it, and it still would be thrilling. Sixty yeah. percent, I would say sixty percent speed, maybe seventy percent. But well, okay, but yeah. So you're, you're, so you're talking about one hundred twenty-five, one hundred twenty-five, one hundred thirty. Not not like they drive over two hundred sometimes. Well, it depends on the track. Uh, if we're talking about Las Vegas, yeah, uh, I yeah. bet you'd go like one one forty or something. And out there, they're probably doing like one eighty-five. And just like with everything, you know, physics and the laws of like, you know, di- di- diminishing returns as you get up there, you know, like one, 160, 170, 180, you're closer to the edge and the limit of the equipment. So it's obviously much, much harder to do to go around the track at 140 or 150 miles an hour. It's it's well within the capability of the car. But very fun for the driver. So yes, well, you, you, I would do. You it. know, I'm I'm a logo guy, so I would I would say, hey, you got a you got the uh, Chase Elliott paint job or uh, 
Kyle Larson, you know, I would I would want to uh, look good and feel good and drive fast. I'm sure. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, they And they do that. They have the cars painted up so you get the whole experience. You get a picture. Uh, you get to hang out for the day. You can go ride with a professional driver and they'll try to go, you know, 175. They'll go fast. You're not going to be like a pole speed in an NASCAR cup race, but you'll right. get a good experience. And then you go out there and you do it yourself and you're a little slower, but it's fun. No, definitely well, a great thing to do. Well, I remember years ago when we had the, um, the race in Homestead and they would have a big uh, fan experience. And I was just shocked at some of the things, uh, you know, not that I'm a weightlifter or a really strong guy or anything, but just changing the tires is extremely difficult. I mean, they let, they let you race and try to see how fast you can help change a tire. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you can hardly lift those things, basically. Yeah, they're about 80 pounds, you know. Yeah. It's a again, it's a it's a fun thing to do on a day. But out there in, in Vegas, there's a whole bunch of things to do if you want to disconnect from the tables. Right. Right. Well, the poker can get it can get uh, draining out there. And, you know, as we talked about last week, uh, sometimes you're playing 10 or 12 hours if you're in a tournament. and You got no uh, no recourse to get away. But that's the first thing I want to bring up, because I know that would that would be right up your alley. But this article, I want to talk about a couple other things. Another one is golf. They have a really nice top golf uh, set up out there and uh, it's supposed to be really fun. I, I know they have one here in South Florida. I've never been to it, and I don't really play much golf anymore. But uh, at one point, I, it would be something I would really want to try. Uh, there's one right next to my house. Is there really? It would take me probably 10 minutes to walk there, 10 to 15 minutes to walk to, to, to the top golf there. Oh, right geez. next to right a right on the other side of the turnpike of the uh, Dolphin Mall down here, Big Dave. I know that okay. one. I've been there. You know, as you you've been there, right, Joe? Three, four yeah, times, yeah. You kind of hit the ball towards towards the Dolphin Mall, towards the Turnpike. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Let me tell you, Dave, you're talking about these things for people to do. I don't know if, if it was the, the grinder who was uh, that we read about, uh, and he was on our show once that talked about he went out there with his family, and then took you know took a break. Took like a week, ten days, and then went into San Diego and L.A. and you know did stuff over there. Um, those are some of the things you that I would imagine if you're going to be there for the majority of the, of the series, you need to take at least a vacation within your poker <laughs> vacation or whatever yeah. you call it. You know, Absolutely. Um, for me. If it was a couple of days that I had in between down days, uh, whether I was, whether it was just I made it to another, you know, main event. If I'm not mistaken, Dave, if you enter in day one, you don't play again for what is it, two or three days? Right. You know. Right. So if I if I made it in a tournament like that, I'd be looking to just you know get myself mentally and physically right before the next second day. Um, for me, for someone like myself, uh, I would imagine I wouldn't want to be distracted with anything else. But as Joe said, some people love, you know, the adrenaline flowing is what keeps, you know, what gets them to relax and puts them in a different state of mind. And yeah. um, it's very interesting. But if I was to go out there for any length of time, I, I would definitely have to take some time off, even if it was four, five, six days between one tournament that I might have been knocked out of and uh, looking to enter another one. 
um, yeah, there's there is so much to do there. Joe said shows, uh, go to great restaurants. I don't know what else is on your list there, Big Dave. Well, let's get to another one. Another one is, uh, and of course. Uh, that whole area out west uh, with the Grand Canyons and uh, the Grand Canyon and uh, maybe the Hoover Dam and things like that, I guess, are all attractions for people. Uh, there's one called Red Rock Canyon. Uh, Joe, Joe C., you uh, familiar with that at all? Just went, been there, done it. It's great. Did you, what did you do? Did you hike, bicycle? Uh... Well, it's a 13 mile loop. It costs like $10 per carload to get in there. And on the 13 mile loop, there are multiple natural rock formations, hiking experiences, things to do. It's the kind of thing that I bet you could probably go 50 times and have a different experience every time. It's, uh, yeah. you know, beautiful nature. Like, that's it. And, and again, like someone's probably listening. And saying, well, you know, is this poker? And I think it is um, definitely keep your brain at optimal performance discon exactly. disconnect kind of strategy to go do something that's going to take you away from the focus that you're going to need when you're at the tables. And so um, I did this. I, it's 20 minutes outside of town. It was great. But. Like, you you know, the first thing, there's a visitor center. You go in there. It's beautiful. And then the first rock formation you get to, it's it's incredible. You could spend you could spend three hours there just walking and exploring this one little area. But there's a bunch of other areas. And so you got to really think about There's one. I think it's called the, the refrigerator or the freezer. Anyway, it's these two rocks formations that are so close together, but you can actually walk in between them. And when you get in beside in, inside them, it's like 40 to 30 degrees in there, something like wow. that, even wow. in the heat, because the sun can't get in there. And uh, it was a great experience. It was a it was a lot of fun. I recommend it. I'm definitely going to go back. Um, but I just did the kind of the drive through and I stopped at the first formation for about 30 minutes. Which was like 15 bucks, it says. They said if you want to take a motorcycle, it's 10 or if you just want to ride a bike, it's only five bucks. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's a cool thing. Red Rock Canyon. Uh, that's one of the things listed here. Another one would be uh, maybe somewhat similar is uh, Seven Magic Mountains, which is off Interstate 15. Familiar with that one? No, that I have never heard of. Okay. Some uh, really interesting things that uh, I'm looking at a picture of bright and colorful rocks piled on top of each other. It looks like uh, I think what was the concert that they have out there? Uh, Burning uh, Burning Man. Burning Man. Yeah, it's uh, some of the things pictures I've seen from that that looks familiar to that. Anyway, another uh, sightseeing thing that you can have out there. It's not uh, they have these towers and. Uh, you know, it's 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 fun. A Swiss artist came up with it, and uh, it's about ten miles south of Vegas. Anyway, that's two okay. things uh, for sightseeing. And the last one is something I think I would really like to try. I've never ridden in a helicopter, but they actually have uh, helicopter tours over the Grand Canyon, which uh, you know, looking at it from above is is really something. And uh, I can know that I gone on some football trips to uh, Salt Lake City or Provo or Boise uh, over the years and uh, just spent the whole time just looking out the window, but you're really high. If you took a helicopter, that would be exhilarating. Well, I, that, that's, I've never done that either, Big Dave, and I, that's something I'd love to do also. Joe? A little pricey. little pricey. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I scouted I it guess. out. 
Well, I scouted it out with the Grand Canyon because I have never seen the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is about two hours away from Vegas, and you could go to that glass skywalk on one of the uh, uh, Native American reservations, and uh, that's just you know two hours there, two hours back. You can spend a couple hours there. That's a whole day, and I didn't want to do that, so I priced out the helicopter thing. And if you've got a group, uh, you could do it, but I think it ends up being about, what is it, like 400 bucks or something, and I don't know. Um, maybe depends. Okay. Uh, obviously there's a bunch of stuff to do in Vegas on the strip and all kinds of things. Uh, other forms of gambling, obviously people uh, that are interested in that, but, uh, uh, the restaurants, uh, spectacular. What's the best restaurant you've been out there, Joe? Well, I'm a fan of the golden steer. Um, I like to go there because, it's been there since 1958, and you can get a you know really good steak. It's got that old world feel. Sinatra used to go there. There's the Sinatra booth. There's a Mario Andretti booth, and it's exactly as it was, uh, you know, back then. And I, I like that. I like the old school Vegas haunts. But honestly, there's you know thousands of good uh, restaurants. So it's just what you're in the mood for, where you want to go, uh, that kind of stuff. You have a favorite, Joe Ron? Uh, no, like Joe says, you know, there's been a lot of great restaurants. I know when I've stayed at the Paris, uh, I wish I could remember because it's been a few years now. Um, we've eaten at a restaurant inside and we've also eaten at the one, uh, Mon Ami Gavi, I believe it's called, which is, you know, it's indoors and outdoors out, out on the strip from the, that's one of our favorites to eat there. We've always had a great dining experience in there but uh like joe says i've always been with some people and doing some other things and i've never enjoyed that but i would love to joe you talked about what's at the golden steer and and other restaurants and previous shows yes that i would like to go there too you know well the pepper mill for breakfast and bloody mary's and their fireside lounge is one of my favorite places also it's been there for a long time and you know like uh I went there for dinner this most recent time, and it wasn't the best dinner, uh, but breakfast is still a total home run, and a lot of locals go there. The The Pepper Mill breakfast is just uh, um, unbelievable. And where's that located? Right across from the new uh, World Resorts Casino, formerly okay. down by the Riviera. All right. Very I just good. I just like to see that hotel, to be honest with you. But uh, I think I don't think I got out of the Rio hardly ever. Well, I stayed at the Palms, so it's just right across the street. But you walk over there past the Golden Nugget, and uh, uh, I don't think I made it much past uh, Hasha Gogo. Let, let me ask you guys something. There, Have you, were you guys ever out there when Luxor first opened up? Yes. Did you do the tour down below, like the the? I went through the canal like it's supposed to be like the Nile and it actually snaked close to the casino. And when it finished, they had a, a, a replica of how King Tut's tomb looked like when uh, when it was discovered. No. Uh, I, and they had um, they later turned that area into completely the uh, a buffet area at the bottom of the Luxor. But that was cool as hell when they first opened that hotel. I really enjoyed the hell out of that. And also staying there, that the elevator goes up at an angle. Yeah, it's well, it's not an elevator, Joe. It's an inclinator. 
That's number Did one. They call it? Yes. Called, like at a ski uh, run? It's on an incline, and so you're inclinating up uh, in the pyramid. Luxor still, it's bigger than the Great Pyramid. It's, uh, I think, the largest pyramid on Earth. It's amazing. Uh, I think they've let it go a little bit. I think it's time so for do I. it's a time for a re- redo. Keep the pyramid thing. Keep things going on in there. Um, the new building. They've got a second tower. That's where I stay for the uh, uh, automotive SEMA show um, because I get put up there. And the new tower is really nice. It's really nice. But the windows on the pyramid are a little dirty, and so you need to uh, they need to do a little work in there. I think to upgrade it, but. You know, it is what it is. Uh, do you re- do you I'm recommend sorry, a visit dude. to uh, do you recommend a visit to downtown uh, Fremont Street? Uh, and uh, have you ever ridden a zip line? I've never ridden a zip line. It's not that I'm against zip lines. I just uh, you know, there's usually a a line to get to yeah. the zip line, and so I don't like to wait in a line. And so I'm not going on a zip line. But the one down the Fremont Street experience does look pretty cool. I've definitely done the Fremont Street experience. A lot of uh, odd folks down there to say, oh, it's, sure. yes, it's very uh, bohemian and a little. But I've spent some time in the Golden Nugget, the Binions. There's a lot of great still deals down there. The shrimp cocktail at, where is it, the Four Queens or something. If you want to get some of those, there's, uh, you know, double deck blackjack down there so if you want to increase your odds you want to have like five dollar minimum bet type stuff you can find it all downtown and it's fun uh you know you'll get that one eye the one-eyed croupier doc who is over there helping out at the uh roulette uh table one of them which one is it is it pinions anyway bottom line is there's fun to, to downtown is worth it for one Absolutely. you know four hours yeah, stint. you know the, the... and and let's not forget, I didn't do this even though I stayed across from it uh, when I went with my brother to Vegas. Uh, that He put me up at the uh, Stratosphere. But you're about a block away from uh, the uh, the pawn shop place, the famous... Uh, from uh, Pawn Wars or something? Pawn, yeah, the, yeah where, where they have... Uh, pawn Stars. You know, pawn Stars. Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars, that's it. Pawn Stars, that's it. I've done and, the uh, Stratosphere. I've done. Uh, I haven't stayed there, but I've gone to the top of the Stratosphere where they have a couple of like thrill rides. They have the Big Shot, which is one of those launch you up into the air rides, and uh, you know, then you kind of come falling down. It's it's you know, like to do a ride like that to blast off from the highest point, uh, I believe, west of the Mississippi, is really amazing. I don't know about staying there though. It is definitely close to the Golden Steer. You can walk to the Golden Steer from there. Um, oh, it is. Okay. Yep. If you stay at the Stratosphere, if you stay at the, sh- which by the way is called the Strat now, let's get it right. Um, is that visit up there any good? To the top of the Strat? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's one of those experiences. It's definitely worth yeah. it. It's so. it's a great unprecedented view. You can see the, I you know I would probably if I was going to choose one or the other though I would do a lap on the high roller. Which, if you've got a large group... A Ferris wheel? Well, it's not a Ferris wheel. Let's call call it what it is. It's an observation wheel. But there are open bar cars. So for $50, a lap on the uh, the high roller takes, I think, 48 minutes, something like that. 50 minutes. 48 minutes. And it's 50 bucks for all you can drink in an open bar car where you get your own... Bartender. So the best thing is to get like 20 people or 15 people because it's big. It's a big 
fall you're in and you get your bartender and you start up and you start drinking and everybody's having a good time and you're doing shots and you're doing drinks and you're watching this unbelievable view because you're right in the middle of the strip and you go up, you're right above the, uh, what is it, the link. And you kind of go up and, and then by the time you get down, you're right out into the night and you're ready for fun. Well, we, 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 we spoke about Pawn Stars, but... One last thing, if uh, that's not enough to get you excited about going out to Vegas and uh, playing the series, is Porn Stars. We talked about it before the show between us a little bit. The Bunny Ranch uh, and a few others that are outside of town with legalized prostitution. Uh, If you're so bent on that, and I uh, truly mean bent, um, that's worth a try. And I guess, Joe, have you ever tried that before? Do you want to mention Excuse me? Did I break up? <laughs> no, I'm just... No, you're talking about legal prostitution out there, and it is uh, legal outside of Clark County, not in Vegas necessarily, but outside of Clark County it is. And, um, you know, it's far, man. It's far. It's the same it deal. Really? Yeah, it's, it's kind of far. And so the whole everybody jokes about it, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of far. And I don't know. I've always felt like um, that's what I'm looking for. I don't know. If I, you know, Vegas... I should be able to. Uh, I should be able to not have to pay. I know. Yeah. I know. It's. A... <laughs> and if you do have to pay, you got a telephone. Well, that happens there too. But you know, technically, you're breaking the law, Dave, which we do not advocate. We do not advocate that. Let Joe, me tell I'm just you something, you. Dave. Another thing that's unbelievable. Um, when I mentioned that I drove out, that I went out there, uh, my brother was giving his car to his to my niece. And she took us to on the outskirts of uh, Vegas, Joe. And I don't know if you've done this, but it kind of goes up in the hill. And then you go there at night. And I wish I could remember the, the name of the place. It took like about, you know, 10-minute ride because of the lights that you're going to hit. But you you get a view of Vegas with all the lights that was just, I'm, I'm, you know, I had never even seen that in a movie before. Every now and then you'll see it some in some of the movies that have the hills in L.A. when it overlooks, but sure. it was, it was you know, quite impressive to sit up there, and there's like a special area where people go just to see that. I don't know if you've done that, Joe. That one, I, been there. That one I have not done. It sounds interesting, and I, I would like to do it, and uh, I'll be back there. You know, obviously, you got to have a rental car. Like, a lot of people go into <laughs> Vegas, and they don't have a rental car, and I recommend having a rental car, although these days you got to be rich to have a rental car, but to go... <laughs> Just outside the strip, some of these locations like Joe's talking about, yeah, absolutely. Uh, One thing that I did that I found to be interesting to me was I went to the Atomic Testing Museum. I know that's a very specialized kind of thing, but uh, is it on Paradise? I don't know. Atomic Testing Museum, and really interesting. And you can, you know, it shows the different atomic weapons they tested, and they, they've even got some simulations, and it's really nuclear age type stuff, like if you're into that. But you can also, and you need to book this months in advance, and so I don't think any poker players are going to do it during World Series of Poker, but people who go to Vegas might. You can actually take a ride out to the site of the actual atomic tests. The radiation has cleared, and you go out to the actual site, and you can actually traipse around out there where they did the tests of the first atomic weapons. 
Is that uh, Area 51? That is not Area 51, Dave. The Area 51 is where the aliens' bodies are. That's right. Yes, which is a different secret location. Right. Okay, well, the bottom line is you need to kind of, uh, you know— Open your mind, and you mentioned it briefly earlier, but, uh, you know, that stuff is good for you when you're playing poker. Joe Rod, uh, uh, do you concur that you that you have to get out of town while you're out there? I mean, there's a lot to do in town, as Joe has mentioned, but there's so much to do around it. It, it all depends on what you want to see. Uh, like Joe says, if you know you're going to make multiple visits out there, you know, uh, because of business, because you're a poker player, you know, whatever the reason is, you know, you can zero in on one or two things if you're if Vegas is is your you know once not I don't want to say once in a lifetime but you're going there maybe once every ten or twenty years, you know you got to prioritize uh, which one uh, which one you're going to be going and doing. I've done you know Hoover's Dam, Red Rock Mountain. Uh, I've never done the Grand Canyon. Um, which is one of the ones that I'd like to do once I'm out there. But, yeah, there's a lot to do to get your mind off of it as a poker player, you know, just to kind of, you know. And let's not forget, there's, there's, let's not forget the, uh, you know, talking of modern things. And since, you know, some people in the past, maybe not very uh, thoughtful people, thought of poker as like a bad thing, like a vice. But now we know here in the modern world that it's actually just a fun, responsible thing to do. Uh, Vegas has led the way with recreational marijuana available out right. there. That, and there are many different uh, recreational dispensaries that some folks go to and enjoy when they want to get in. So you want to disconnect or wind down after an intense mental session at the tables. You can uh, hit any one of many uh, recreational dispensaries and walk out with something, whether it be a beverage, food item, or uh, actual cannabis. It's pretty amazing. Gummies? How about gummies? They have all of that, Dave. They have all of that. You know, there's Planet 13, and there's Pizos. There's just a bunch of different places that people go to. Um, Also, another place I want to mention before we hit the break, which you're about to do, uh, is something that I haven't done, and I didn't feel comfortable doing it this time, because of the whole COVID pandemic, which is still ongoing, because it's kind of a quasi-indoor thing. But the Meow Wolf Omega Mart is something that I am kind of interested in. It is a, you know, quote-unquote, interactive, mind-bending art experience in Las Vegas, where you're kind of like walking through these hidden doors, and it's just like this mind-freak place. And uh, from what I read about it, it's very popular. People like it. Omega Mart, Meow Wolf. Well, I can tell you right now, I feel like a caveman because I've no, I didn't haven't heard of any of these things. But uh, certainly, uh, once you get out there, I'm sure they they bombard you with different advertisements and uh, TV spots and radio spots and whatever you listen to out there. But uh, stuff to do and and open your mind to it, folks. Uh, you know, poker is always going to be there, whether it's at your home game or it's at the casino around the corner here in South Florida or wherever you go. You know, it is the World Series of Poker, and there's lots of money to be made. But if you do win some money, uh, have some fun with it. Do a few things. You know, uh, don't feel bad about spending four hundred dollars on a on a race car experience. Dave, exactly. You know, one that I think would be perfect for you, Dave. What? There's a show that I think you would really enjoy. It's called The Thunder from Down Under, and oh, I've heard it. I've heard of that. <laughs> Isn't that men dancing? It is. Yeah, it's men. Right. It's men dancing. It's. I'm just kidding, Dave. It's just a joke. 
I know. I know it is. Uh, okay, let's take a break here on the show. Uh, some business uh, notes to talk about uh, and always stuff happening out there during the summer. Uh, a couple of big tournaments just finished. I wanted to mention a couple of those. But we'll take a break here on the show. Next week we'll be a little more intensive about the series itself. But uh, I thought it would be fun, and, and I enjoyed it. Do you guys enjoy that discussion of things to do? Of course. I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm sure there's a hell of a lot more to do there than what we've mentioned in, in this half hour. So. The Golden Tiki, one of the oldest tiki bars. Uh, it's someplace that I drove by, but it was too crowded to bother going in. I plan on hitting it when I'm out there in October for 11 days because I will be on the same thing you're talking about. Like, okay, after day three, now is the time to come up with new stuff. And uh, that's how I found out some of the stuff that I've done. And there's old standbys like sports betting, obviously, with the NFL season going on now. Gambling. Uh, That's right. I went out to, uh, to during the first weekend of March Madness, and uh, that was really an experience to, to go out there and bet on ba- college basketball then. Absolutely. One of, the, one of the great times. March Madness, obviously the Super Bowl, uh, times when people, you know, the whole world is in Vegas, which... Eh, I like I like it to be a little thinner out there myself. That's why I'm usually like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday kind of guy. Yeah. Okay, a little bit different show. Hope you enjoyed it out there. And then if you don't want to go to Vegas now, then you never will. I, I, I got to figure. Anyway, uh, let's take a break here in the program. When we come back, we'll talk about a few other things in the world of poker. And uh, we hope you'll stick with us. Don't forget to pick up the show anywhere you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, whether it's uh, SoundCloud, whether it's uh, Apple iTunes, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, go to the uh, Hold'em Radio Network where they have a regular program on there for, for old school type people that uh, just listen to the radio. Uh, but plenty of places to get the show, and we look forward to bringing you more this fall as we head to the World Series of Poker Time starting September 30th. We'll be back with more of the show when we return right here on Poker Action Line. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result 
Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... <laughs> Sometimes, though. <laughs> you don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. and Joe Costello joining us on the show. A little later, Joe, I want to give you a chance to mention uh, your TV gig and, and what you're doing with that. We'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, one thing as we head to the second part of the show here, uh, you always leave something out, something really exciting. And I think the coolest thing is for NFL fans, the Allegiant Stadium, uh, which now for the first time is uh, letting fans into the stadium after last year's COVID adventures. Uh, but that is where the uh, Las Vegas Raiders play in the NFL and also the University of Nevada, Las Vegas plays there, the college team, uh, located uh, west of Mandalay Bay. Uh, and it's uh, just off uh, Interstate 15, but that is a spectacular venue. And if you're a sports fan and you're out there for six weeks, you certainly will have a chance to uh, visit a couple of NFL games if you're so inclined to uh, let's move on. Uh, business ideas uh, or business uh, notes here. Uh, and one of them involves a company you're close to, Joe. I don't know if you heard about it at work, but uh, uh, the uh, William Hill Company has uh, sold their European uh, ventures to 888 Holdings, which is uh -oh. a well-known online gambling company. Uh, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, my God, you know, that's really going to be affect us. But Caesars, who owns uh, William Hill, uh, which is the London-based bookmaker, and uh, there is a race book located in Casino Miami. So uh, you're pretty close to them. But uh, they actually, uh, Caesars has uh, retained the rights to uh, the U.S. interests, all the U.S. Uh, properties. And they have sold the uh, European ones to, uh, and the Latin American, of course, as well. But uh, for 2.2 billion British pounds, have sold it. Yeah, and and it's funny because I don't know how many months it's been, Dave, that Caesar, you know, bought out William Hill. Um, but I was told almost immediately that they were only going to keep the the U.S. Uh, part of it and. And find a, a buyer for for the uh, European. I didn't think it would take this long. Well, it just happened, I guess, the other day, and uh, there are 1,400 betting locations outside the U.S. that 888 will take over. Uh, I don't know how many in the U.S., but uh, you know they they obviously have seen that sports betting's coming in, and they're going to make their focus here on the U.S. 
Wait, I'm sorry. Who's who's gonna make it? You broke up there on me. No, Caesar's still hanging on to it. Uh, but William the Hill, U.S. market, right? Exactly. And right. Uh, 888 bought everything outside the U.S. Well, there you go. Uh, I I'm just still waiting to see if we're gonna have it in our place. Every yeah, day. yeah, I you know. know it's uh, probably kind of a sensitive thing over there, but. Uh, People just have to wait and find out what's going to happen. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, Blackstone Group, which is a well-known, and I had a connection with them. Actually, uh, they owned the Boca Raton Resort, and I actually uh, did some uh, limo driving for that resort. And they own a lot of big properties around the country, but uh, they're looking to unload the Cosmopolitan out there for the second time in two years. Really? Yeah. Well, they want they want five billion though. Five billion for the cosmopolitan. There you go. Yeah. Well, I wish I had that lying around, but <laughs> seven years ago, Blackstone purchased it from Deutsche Bank, and uh, there's another company that uh, that called Apollo Global Management that bought the uh, Sands uh, properties on the Strip. And they were actually in a bidding war to buy William Hill's uh, sports betting operations, but uh, Blackstone uh, is now uh, selling things. And I don't know, uh, what's your outlook on uh, so many companies unloading these gambling interests? Is it just that the gambling world is changing? Well, Dave, you know, something unprecedented has, has happened in the last year and a half, correct? Yeah, absolutely. That shut, down, that, shut that completely down. And... Uh, not only shut it down for that time frame, but, you know, it's taken forever to get back to, you know, close to normal. Um, who knows how long this will go. And, um, you know, obviously bottom line numbers have been affected greatly. Um, it, it's something that, you know, play, people have to really take into account. Businesses have to take into account and see if this is where they want to risk their money. I don't think it was in the past a major issue. If, uh, you know, if you had a nice hotel that you could, you know, fully uh, staff and, and fill with the rooms, which is where they make the most of their money, believe it or not, uh, when those rooms are completely full. Um, so it, it, it's a tough business, Dave. There's a lot of employees involved, so... Um, I never thought I'd see that, but you know, after the pandemic, I know what we went through. So, well, Blackstone actually bought the Bellagio in 2019, about two years ago, for over four billion dollars. They have a, an interest in the MGM Grand and Mandalay Bay, and most recently purchased the Aria and Vidara from MGM last July. So, uh, with all those things they own, they had to. The, what comes up has got to go down, so they had to get rid of something in Cosmopolitan. Uh, they are getting rid of that. Uh, the last line of this story is exactly what you were saying. Uh, they said by unloading the Cosmopolitan, Blackstone would limit its risk to any downturn in tourism in the overall casino industry. And they have essentially become the landlord for a good chunk of MGM's Las Vegas casinos, mostly on the south end. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, aren't the Cosmopolitan and the Aria pretty close to each other? Yes, uh, right next yeah, door. Yeah, right next door, right, Joe? Right, right next, next door. door, if I remember correctly, right? Yes, right next door. So, you know, the Aria, you know, my personal opinion, is a much nicer hotel than the Cosmopolitan. Um, I know they both went up around the same time. Um, really? 
I'm a little surprised by that. I I think the Aria is nicer. You know, I'm, I'm older, so maybe it's because it's, it has a little more of that flair. But I, you know, first time I walked into both of those hotels, I was more impressed with the Aria than, than the Cosmopolitan. The Aria is beautiful, definitely. But it's got a very cold, uh, icy cave kind of feel to me. And uh, the Cosmo is it's a it's a fun young uh, you know upscale party type place. As far as like feel of gambling, I kind of you know the 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 gambling feng shui energy kind of thing. I get what you're saying about that, but um, I don't know, man. The Cosmo is like the hot spot right now. Well, uh, listen again, you know it is for the young. It's you know it's. The young, Very nice. like me, but, the young Joe, not the old like you. There you go, buddy. There it Listen, is. Listen, you're always going to be much younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, not until you run into a 21-year-old a kid who tells you some old man was looking for you. And I said, how old? And he goes, oh, he was like 40. And I said, some <laughs> decrepit old man? And just as I was about to turn 40 at the time, so... They're both nice, though. I, I I think they're both uh, e- you know equally nice, just very different. Are. Very different. Uh, again, I haven't been to Vegas in a while, so it may have changed. But my initial impression was I thought the Aria was was un- like you said. They're both beautiful hotels. Please, please, for those listening out there, don't think Cosmopolitan is absolutely gorgeous. But for my taste, I preferred the Aria. Okay. Let's uh, let's mention a couple of results out here. They finished up the Poker Masters, which was played at the Poker Go Studios at the Aria out there. And uh, this is a pretty incredible performance. I don't know a lot of people have uh, recognized this guy, but his name is uh, Michael Adamo. He's from uh, Melbourne, Australia. And he won the high roller title, uh, got to the final table of five, and eliminated all four of his competitors, one right after the other, in two hours uh, went through the final table to win first prize of six hundred eighty thousand. Uh, sometimes you just got to have good cards, right, Joe? And I wanted to mention this because uh, after knocking out Kerry uh, Katz, he went up against Alex Foxen, and moved. Uh, uh, Foxen made a raise with King Jack offsuit, running into Adamo with Ace King offsuit. The table was a blank, and so he knocked Foxen out. So he now he has 60% of the chips with three players left. Uh, David Coleman uh, got his money in the middle with Queen Jack offsuit. Adamo turns his card over. He has pocket fours, and they hold up. So now it's down to head-to-head play against Jason Kuhn. And just uh, 20 minutes into the head-to-head match, Kuhn looks down at uh, King Six, moves all in from the button for around 18 big blinds. What does Adamo have? King Jack offsuit. So uh, there was a king on the board, but uh, nothing else to match the six. And, you know, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, he he took care of everybody he was facing to win that tournament. So if that's not enough, they come to the main event down there. And uh, he ends up winning the main event. I guess there was something like 34 players in the main $100,000 buy-in. And at the final table, he beats uh, Mikita Bajakowski, Stanley Chang, uh, 
uh, Stanley Tang, I should say, uh, Alex Foxen, and Nick Petrangelo. So we're talking about some of the best players in the world here. And he wins back-to-back tournaments to win the Purple Jacket. Well, Dave, you know, it's always amazing when we see this, but we've been doing this now for, what, over 11 and a half years or close to it? Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's it's amazing. I know we've discussed this, you know, on previous shows over the years, but if you get on a heater, you get in, a, in the zone. And, uh, you know, how many times do we see, you know, top-notch players or people who are just starting to make their, their name in, in the industry and all of a sudden, you know, win tournament after tournament or if not winning them, making final tables, winning one or two, making four or five final tables, you know, uh, it's it's happened to me to a much lesser extent. It's happened to a lot of people that, we, that I've known, you know, uh, that I've met throughout my, you know, my, my career. And it's, I, I don't know how to say it, Dave. It's just you win one and you, you kind of feel confident. Your cards are running well. And it's not only that your cards are running well, but that you're playing them really well to maximize your, your profits, you know, to, to the results. And um, you just, all I know is that I sit back and try to enjoy the ride for as long as it lasts because, you know, that trend. That uh, that thing will take a dip down. That train ride will take a dip down. That roller coaster ride. So. <laughs> that's the, the one you hear later. about. That's the one you hear about from people. But uh, you know, there's been some famous heaters over the years. I remember Mike Seidel went through one um, at uh, when we were first starting up the show, and and it's obviously going to make you think that yeah, this guy's the greatest player in the world. But uh, you know. We know it's a game of skill, and uh, the whole funny thing about uh, this fella is he said, you know, it was just one of those couple of days where I just got great cards. I didn't even have to bluff anybody, he said, and I and I won this tournament and knocked every player out. Right. He didn't have to bluff anybody, but he didn't have to entice people to, to, to get in with him either. They, they had enough of a hand that they were ready to, you know, to, to face an opponent. And like you said, if he got to that final four uh, people when he held 60% of the chips, if the other three players were stacked equally, they're looking at about 13%. So he had probably anywhere from a four to five time advantage on, on all three players that were left that he won. And, you know, you know they're going to push their, car, their chips in uh, due to the blind structure, the, I would imagine, at the, at the final table. And... You're the man. You're the person with the chips that could that could take that chance. And um, like I said, I've been in that situation um, more so online, where I've you know um, you know won back-to-back tournaments, hit final tables. Uh, you remember a few years ago when uh, Jason Mercier took that bet from um, that he wouldn't win. What was about it? winning two two bracelets? I thought it was. Was it two? I thought it was. Three. It might have. It might, might have been three. And I think, he, I think he, he won, won two. two. He yeah. won two, came in second, made a few final tables. You know, uh, that was an that was an amazing run. And I'll tell you another thing that, as you were discussing it, Dave, not only are you in that zone, but I, I, other people know that you're in that zone. So you're almost already in your opponent's head, like, oh my God, I got to face this guy. He, you know, he hasn't lost a freaking hand in, in the last, you know. <laughs> In the last couple of months, you know, he's he's tearing up through these tournaments. 
And, you know, we're we're all sports guys. You know that if you get into somebody's head, chances are you're going to come out ahead in whatever competition you are because you're, you're going to make a bad decision just because your opponent has psyched you out. Yeah, absolutely. There's no there's no better feeling in the world to have a big chip stack and be able to just run over people. Exactly. It, 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 listen, you have to lose three, four hands in a row for you to get to a to an equal point or to to a, a, a point where you're below that your opponent has overtaken you, and uh, they're afraid that that one hand is going to knock them out. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I don't know how to describe it, but. If you've been in that position before, you know exactly what I'm trying to say. Not often, not often, but a few times. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're just like waiting. It's almost like you're saying my two cards are going to be yours whenever you decide you want to you want to put them all in the center of the table. So absolutely. Congratulations to that man. Yeah, absolutely. Michael Adamo wins back-to-back, wins the purple jacket at the Poker Masters, and, of course, all the great players out there playing, and they'll just jump right into the tournament when it gets underway next week. Uh, We just have a few minutes left on the show. I wanted to give uh, our producer and good friend Joe Costello uh, a chance to just mention what he's doing now with the racing scene. Uh, We kind of refer to it uh, often, but you are actually uh, on national TV broadcasts uh, occasionally now, I guess a couple of weeks ago. Joe, was your first one on Fox. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing with that, Joe. Well, uh, thank you very much, Dave. And, of course, all the Poker Action Line audience members are welcome to uh, check out the racing show, WFO Radio. It is also a podcast I have found over the years. There are many, many similarities. Certainly in the pit area, when there's downtime, people are playing cards. Poker is a favorite game. There have been many charity tournaments over the years. But anyway, my time and effort in and around NHRA drag racing Uh, It's filled my mind with a lot of information. A couple of weeks ago, I got invited to participate on the show on Fox Sports 1, which was great. And uh, it was a career milestone working on FS1. And uh, since then, I've been invited back a couple of times. And so, you know, it's uh, just like anything else. Once you prove you can do something, then if there's an emergency or somebody's uh, ill or out or doing other things, uh, you know, I get the call or I've gotten the call a few times. And so it's been great, Um, you know. Obviously, I'm a, a media person who happens to like racing, and I've merged those things over the years in my life career, starting out in Miami at 5.60 a.m., working with Neil Rogers, and uh, been a racer myself at the local level, and so this is definitely a live stream, and it's really great to see the inside workings of a, a live television sports broadcast. Um, the inner workings, the people I've been working around have been amazing, and uh, just learning, you know, going in there like a sponge, trying to be uh, as helpful as possible. Always add, don't take away, never be a problem, strong work ethic. And it's been fun. So this past weekend, the NHRA, which is drag racing, aired just before and just after the NFL on Fox. And so we had a uh, NFL-related lead-in and uh, scored record ratings for the sport, highest ever. And so this, the sport is definitely on an up upturn. It's been very interesting, a lot of fun, a little controversy. We're in our playoffs right now, and uh, I don't know. I'm just very excited about all of it. I know you've done plenty of interviews uh, at the track in the past, and that's been uh, kind of your forte. And also you've done some other TV shows explaining the uh, inner workings of the race cars and the pits and that sort of thing. Uh, where are you located for some of these broadcasts? Um, well, in this most recent version, 
I was at the beyond the finish line where the drivers get out, and I would inter- you know interview them after they had won their race. Uh, also, kind of roaming the pit area, speaking with them as the lead into the show. You know, every show has got like a couple of setup interviews of the stars of the race or people we think might do well. And so, uh, you know, I had a couple opportunities to go do the uh, preliminary interview for the qualifying show. Like, here we're with this driver. You know, what do you think? That kind of thing. And um, just kind of roaming around wherever they go, wherever they tell me to go. And it's kind of hit and miss right now as far as a regular gig. But uh, when you know when your next one's going to be? Um, well, I, I don't really want to say, as in I don't like to jinx myself that way. I okay. think it's better I for our audience to just go to their DVR and uh, DVR NHRA drag racing on FS1. And there's a good chance that uh, I might pop up on one of those shows. Beautiful, beautiful. Congratulations on uh, reaching that level in your career. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get you to do some uh, color commentary on a poker game one time. Well, what's funny is it's only taken my whole life to get here. and uh, But I'm a big believer in, you know, forward progress. And I've never quit or given up or walked away. I've stayed involved in broadcasting this entire time after getting, you know, blown out of 560 and XM and just weird, bizarre things taking the wheels off my apple cart if you will and just kind of you know keep following the dream working hard putting myself in the right position and doing it for what i deem to be the right reasons because i i love it right i'm there because i love it and uh hopefully i think people have recognized that that i'm there to be a positive energy and you know like i they give me stuff to do and so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to continue that uh it's same with poker action line dave yeah, absolutely. Uh, best of luck with that for sure. And I uh, even uh, at the end of the shows, I kind of throw out a little thank you to you for for everything you do. And we know what you do, but uh, uh, just to let people know, for seven or eight years, you hosted the show in the uh, studio you have in your house, and we would travel uh, to the area and do our shows there. Uh, all the technical things that you did, even when Geo was producing the show, and now uh, we do appreciate you stepping in and, uh, you know, giving some of your expertise about a lot of things that tonight was uh, really valuable, talking about uh, the Vegas that you know and love that, uh, you know, should encourage people to make a trip out there. Am I about to be fired? What's happening no. here? <laughs> What's you never, what is this? He misses not going to your house and seeing you. Yeah, this well, is true. that's this not going to happen. We're in a post-pandemic world now, Dave. Unfortunately, that will never happen again. Uh, you don't think so? Okay. I don't well, know. Maybe I'll the once a myself. year, the anniversary episode, so we can all get together and Joe Rod can bring in those great meals, like whatever he brought. Meatballs. The meatballs and the chicken franchise or whatever that was. That was great stuff, you Joe. You got it. Yeah. You got it, man. That'd be no problem. But make sure our boy Gio is there, too, you know? Yeah. Yes. Make for sure the, Gio is there. For the food, he would definitely so. be here. And to the audience out there, hopefully you guys are enjoying the show. These guys love what they're doing just the way I love my racing stuff, and that's why we've been doing it for such a long time. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know, Dave, I put a couple of my friends who are hardcore poker geeks. Sorry to say it that way, but that's what they are, and they listen to all the different poker podcasts and have been listening to the show and actually had some you know, thoughts and concepts that they hit me with about the show. They were into it, so uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. 
Yeah, and everybody that listens to the show, keep downloading it every week, whether it's on SoundCloud or Spotify. And uh, be sure and send me a note, uh, lemondave at yahoo.com. Good place to reach me and uh, let me know if you have any questions about the show. Uh, so, Joe, thank you. Also, Joe Rodriguez, uh, as usual, thank you for all your input to the show. And uh, that's going to do it for us for another edition of the show. When we come in next week, we're going to be two days ahead of the World Series of Poker. So we'll look at a great article where Maury Escandani, the producer for uh, the TV broadcast, talks a little bit about what they're going to do this year. Uh, a very unique year, and uh, no one realizes that more than Joe Rod, who uh, who runs his own room and, and knows how much work goes into setting these things up. But after a year off and a change from the summer to the fall, uh, I think we're going to see a whole different uh, ball of wax out there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, since I won't be talking to you guys till next Tuesday, uh, I know we discussed bucket list things before the show. We won't get into it, but uh, I'll be crossing another bucket listing off my list when I see Eric Clapton on my birthday. All right. Your birthday's when, Joe? Sunday. Happy Sunday, birthday, Sunday. Joe. Happy so, birthday. Uh, and Sunday night, thank you. And this Sunday night, Eric Clapton is uh, at the Hard Rock, and uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, was kind enough to get my wife and I tickets to go see him. So. Beautiful. I've seen him a couple yeah. times. One of the great shows in rock and roll, for sure. Yeah, the, the, there's only one more guitarist on my bucket list that I want to really see, and that's Santana. So yeah. okay. let's see if I can get that after this. So. Absolutely. Guys, that is it, right, for today's show? Thank That'll you. do it. Uh, we'll catch everybody later. That's, a, that's for today on Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 